Welcome to the Self-Intelligence Podcast, where I have radically honest and heart-opening conversations with amazing people who are willing to share their stories and information that can have a profound impact on your life. Relationship breakdown or divorce can be one of the greatest challenges you'll ever face that offers a profound opportunity to take a deep look at yourself. In this episode, I speak with Barb. Barb's life took a very different path after her divorce. Instead of staying in the victim mode of her experience, she decided to take the opportunity to look inside and find out why her husband left her. In this profound discussion, Barb reveals what she learnt from her inner journey. We discuss the victim-perpetrator rescuer cycles, the unseen war taking place between the masculine and feminine, the necessity of inner child work, the inner fight that stops the ability to receive love, the shadow work necessary to create harmonious relationships, and the process of going inside before dealing with relationship triggers. I want to thank Barb from the bottom of my heart for taking the journey from her head to her heart. I have utmost love and respect for Barb. She is a lifelong friend who has been instrumental in supporting me to discover my own path, and she continues to shine the light of truth for those who are willing to go inside and do the inner work. Thank you for coming on, Barb, to discuss relationships, which is featured very strongly so far on the Self-Intelligence podcast. Uh, Barb is a is a very dear friend of mine who I've known for, I don't know now, like over 10 years or something like that. Uh, it, it was such 14. a... Yeah, it'd be like that. Huge. Um, when I was in a time where I was discovering myself, discovering my unique gifts and, and talents and ability to support others. Uh, Barb was instrumental in acknowledging that. And um, we we worked from a place called the Lightworkers Cottage and Barb sort of ran that um, with with Ken as well. And we, we just had such a tremendous time and we unpacked in the background uh, so many conversations about so many things, right? And what we were coming up against and what <laughs> what we were noticing were the challenges in, in people's lives and what was causing the stresses and the drama and the personal problems and all of that stuff that people were coming to. And yeah. relationships has proven to continue to be the primary uh, <laughs> drama in most people's experience. Um, yes. And and it's certainly something I'll, yes, we'll be focusing on quite a lot. And I was just contacted by, by Barb just recently, uh, because you had some relationship stuff starting to kind of creep up in your own experience. And what I yeah. find tremendous about you is that you're, you're willing to forgo your own ego and your willingness to go in and discover for yourself what's happening is is quite rare and where there's the reflex to to go into blame stories and defensiveness and be certain that you're right about something instead of doing all that it's like i'm going to clear myself first and then allow the love to kind of be the guiding principle for relating not this egocentric um limited right place so i was like let's have a discussion around this we've had many discussions in the background why don't we have a discussion in the foreground and yeah and with that uh i'd like to open it up to you to just uh share with us what your experience has been with relationship i know when i met you you had just come out of or not just mm-hmm. it was it wasn't that long ago though it was seemed kind of semi recent um uh, a divorce and you were very fire yeah there was a lot, there was a lot of fire in the bar you know there's a <laughs> she's a fierce yeah. fierce woman um yes. but but also fierce in willingness to to discover okay what's happening for me so yeah tell us tell us a little bit about um your experience there yeah. Thanks, Chris. Thanks for having me here too. It's beautiful to share this uh, moment with you and this time. Yeah. yeah. Um, 
it's been wonderful to watch your journey as well. Wow. Like just seeing you unfold and um, it's really cool to mm. see what's here today for both of us really. hundred um, percent. So what I'd, I'd first love to say is that the, the Lightworkers Cottaged was birth through my marriage breakthrough. I've gone from calling it a breakdown <laughs> yeah. to like a marriage breakthrough because the opportunity that came from that situation, like um, separating, my husband leaving me, um, the opportunity that came from that was this awakening in me. It was like this a doorway that I needed to obviously walk through called a relationship breakdown for me to wake up and actually come home, back home to my heart. And through that experience, I realised so much about myself. I learnt so much about who I truly was. And um, the way I did that was, so I was married for seven years and the relationship broke down and my husband left. And in that, I felt like I was on the floor. Who am I? Um, What am I going to do now? Um, There was codependency. There was a lot of love, but there was a lot of fire as well. So, you know, there was always this battle and this fight, whether it was um, outwardly or inwardly. And the beautiful thing I got to to understand and realise about myself through choosing after the fire settled down after he left and I realised, okay, I've got a choice. I can either be a victim to this Mm -hmm. story, which another marriage breaking down. I come from a a very big family. Um, Everyone's seeing me broken down like that and, and, you know, my husband left me. Of course everybody saw me as poor Barb and the victim and, oh, gosh, how could he do that? And, you know, we travelled a journey. We tried to have children through IVF and it was a, it was a big a big time and that didn't happen. So it looked like he had to move on because he wanted to have children and it wasn't with us. But what I did was I made a decision that I'm going to go on a journey and work out why did he leave me because if I'm that amazing, like everybody sees me, then why did he leave? So, and what I know is that there's always two sides. And the beauty of it is that I went on a year's journey having one-on-one sessions with someone that could actually meet me and my ego and, and call me out, really. Allow me to be the victim for a little while, but then went, okay, enough's enough now. Let's look at what you're what you're doing to create your reality. Mm. So I got to really turn that mirror around and have a good old look. And there was no one else there to blame. I had there was nowhere to go for my mind or my ego. I couldn't blame this other person anymore because they moved on. And I really had to go within and go, what is going on here? So the beautiful thing was I got to really look at that fiery part of me and that inner fight that I think as humans, most of us have this. It's a setup. It's a program from past conditioning from my childhood. It was an actual protective mechanism that I would use to to be quite full-on, angry and full-on, and I can still have moments of the of this, but I know how to manage it now. I've got tools. And um, I just realised that what is that? Like that's actually mine from my childhood and, and where I came from, and yet this person in front of me was wearing that as I was wearing his as well. But I couldn't see that at the time until I worked out what is going on for me first. Once I got that piece, I was like, that was a, that was a brilliant, a massive piece of my puzzle. Let's look at a few terms that you've used because there's something here that's massive. I, 
I also, as you said, I've also have gone through a, a separation um, that mm-hmm. I was w- with someone for 14 years and yeah. their underlying was this, was this war in a way, this war of wants, this oh. war of uh, I'm not going to let, him or her get away with there was this like i'm gonna make sure i'm not Mm -hmm. abused taken advantage of there was this miss there was this kind of inherent mistrust yes and yes and it and it was like there was something that i felt was very strongly broken in the masculine feminine dynamic of how they naturally flow together where there oh, yes. has been some immaturity on both parts and yes. there has been some dishonoring and not being impeccable. Yes. And and then there's been this, well, I'm gonna make sure none of that happens to me. I'm not gonna I'm gonna make sure this goes the way that it's supposed to go in this righteous kind of space. Is anything that I'm saying there resonating to you at all? Like with what what you experience. Yes, yes. To break it down, righteousness and that inner fight are probably two of them, I believe, most damaging things in relating these days, in my experience. And if you are not onto your own, because it's within us, like I realised my inner fight was even there after he left and when I looked in my my relationship background, my little black book, I realized that I was the I was always fiery and I always had that inner fight. And when you have that inner fight, there's a push out. There's no receiving. There's mm. no reciprocity in that. Mm. And it's a righteousness and it's a force. And that's how much my inner child which is what we know now, my wounded inner child is was damaged. And it wouldn't have mattered who was in front of me. They were going to have to meet that eventually because somewhere in me, that protection mechanism that was in me from my past was now playing in my life from 35 to 42 with this human that I hadn't known that long but the force and the and the righteousness and the inner fight, you may as well be at war. We talk about people in war on the other side of the world with guns. Energetically, I was at war with this person and he was at war with me. He was adopted and had his own abandonment and rejection. So abandoned, rejected child, abandoned, rejected child, and where we couldn't hold space for each other. And those two points, it's very, um, the inner fight, I believe, is massive right now. And for humanity, we all talk about oneness. We all talk about community and family and we all want to live together. But that inner fight, if we don't, I believe, if we don't meet that within ourselves, and work out how to transmute that energy within and then speak as we've spoken about before the consenting adult. Mm. We reparent the inner child. My understanding, I've learnt to reparent that part of me when it comes up and it still comes up, but I can manage it before I project it and blame someone else. So I go away, manage it, and it could be a roar at the mountain, but I'll come back and then I speak from a consenting adult, not from blame. Yes, this is very, very important. So the inner child is maybe not something everyone's heard about or understands. Uh, So let's just look at that just quickly. Um, So. In your conditioning, there are wounds 
there are wounds towards you. Um, I'm hearing there are wounds towards you as a female. Like there's something in that yeah. as well. Not just like yeah. me, Barb, the person, <laughs> but me, Barb, the female person. Am, am I correct? In, yeah. Is that what I'm picking up? Yes, is that what absolutely. I'm picking up? Yeah. yeah. So yeah. because like you said, the world is in this because there is this whole movement towards the toxic, uh, you know, revealing the toxic masculine and the corruption and the taking advantage of and the abuse and all of that stuff. And then there is this like pushback. There's this fight to say, we're not going to put up with that any longer and we're not going to stand for it and this type of thing, which of course makes sense. But as so, so that, so that is a collective conditioning that, that, that everybody to some extent is affected by and it can go so unnoticed because it's, it's literally identified with, so deeply it's not even realized to be even there and so it plays out in every mundane process that happens it's like it's it's like whether it's how you deal with domestic chores around the house to bigger decisions um like buying a place or doing a thing or just how how you dance together, you see. I actually got this metaphor recently. My my mother, she she loves dancing and she was talking about how the woman is led in the dance and the the, the masculine leads in the dance. And 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 there's something that allows a real flow to take place mm. and everybody is honored mm. and celebrated in that dance. It's like not like oh she's oh, she's undermined in that dance and he's just the leader and, you know, he just gets what he wants and da-da. So can you imagine two people dancing together who effectively want the same position and they're just sparks, are just flying. So you can see you're watching this dance and like, this looks a little bit disjointed, like something's a bit off here. Like it's not, it's certainly not flowing, right? And and that awareness I really wanted to bring up in this conversation, this war, this undercurrent war that that is going on mm. in relationship, yeah, yeah, because yes. very, very, very important. So you have discovered, okay, this war's in me, and my inner child is part of that. So there's the inner child healing, which means there was a victim. Right, so for there to be a war, I talk a lot about this. That if there's a victim and there's a victim's been identified with, then you get you get victimhood, which is it's not because of course men, so to speak, have abused their roles and natural roles, if you like, and 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 reciprocity has been damaged at certain times in history. This has happened for sure. And instead of approaching that with consciousness, it's been approached with protection and fear. Yeah. Yes. And and so um and there's an unwillingness on both ends with that, like to let that go. Um so this when there's a victimhood, like so there's an identity created out of that, the victim has mm-hmm. to be a perpetrator. If, yes. I, I don't know how many times I'm going to have to say this where it's like, oh, that's a fact. It's not like an idea. If you're holding, this is anyone listening, if you are holding on to a victim energetic as like an identity, yes. you will become 100% a perpetrator. Now, yes. whether that's whether that's you perpetrate on yourself with self-loathing yes. and and just poor behavior sabotage and procrastination and because you, you can be you can you can do it against your actual self or whether you take yes. that out on your partner or your friends or your family or whatever the case right it's going to be there so how did you heal or approach healing or what can you remember were pivotal moments maybe even for you that you shifted out of this victim identity what sort of helped you kind of release your idea that that's a fact, you know what I'm saying, like that you released yourself from that? What can you say about that? Well, I think 
Yeah, this is good, Chris. I think the first thing I could recognise was when, you know, when my when my husband actually left and everyone was in shock and straight away everyone was on, it was not sides, but everyone was feeling for me because I was vulnerable and so, but after a while I felt like I was placed in this box like, poor Barb, like Mm. this victimhood. And then I had to look when I was doing the work with the person I was working with, doing sessions, receiving, um, I realised that, yes, I was the victim, but I also was the perpetrator. Mm. Mm. And that's when I clicked. And then the idea is that I have someone come and rescue me. But I wanted to rescue me. I realised that that victor, victim, perpetrator, rescuer triangle was very much I'm either the victim, the perpetrator or rescuing somebody else. And I realised, and especially today I'm understanding, that does not work. That is an old script that is not valid today. And until we, and I suppose for me, the inner child work They say the biggest journey is from our head to our heart. For me, when I went through the inner child work and started um, receiving sessions and understanding is that the inner child is the smaller part of ourselves that is feeling scared and fearful or victimised or, you know, not empowered, whereas there's another part of me that so I was either the victim and small or the adult and roaring and and fighting. So I had the fighting part of me and the smaller part of me. So I had to, how do I bring those two together? Like, what is that? So from being able to, the inner child work is what brought me in. And instead of feeling either the, the fight and then wanting to project out, I would recommend for what I got to feel was to go within and talk to that part of myself and understand what's going on for the little, the smaller part of me, the little Barb, and then to talk to her and make her feel safe so that she can actually relax her whole nervous system and then we can go and meet whatever we think we're meeting. Mm. Does that make sense? Yes, yes, yes. Yeah. Yes, I'm yes. interested in different. Because, mm. Yeah, because either we're in the fight or we're in the victim. So we're either being the perpetrator or we're being the victim. And then half the time we want someone to, especially the feminine. And what I'd love to say to the to the the feminine is that in 2023 and wherever we're going, we have a choice. We so have a choice. Our mothers and grandmothers and seven generations back didn't didn't really have a choice. But today, as a woman, we can, there's so much choice. We can do whatever we want. You can marry whoever you want. You can be on your own. You can have children. You don't have to have children. You can have children with another woman or you can have, you know, you can be the head of a corporation. You can, like, there's just so much that we are, it's it's like a luxury. We've, we've, we can do and be um, whatever we want to be without the fight is the next piece. How do we fully show up in the world but without the fight? Because, you know, my mother, beautiful Lebanese woman, came from a suppression, a suppression from the masculine. So, of course, every part of me was not going to play that out. Mm. I wanted to fight that part of me and show up and do woman, you know, being a woman in a different way. But all I did was um, suppressed. I I carried my mother's suppression and then my anger was at the masculine. Whereas there's no need for that today. But until we walk ourselves home back to our heart, 
and into our bodies and show up fully, um, we've we're, we're, we've got a bit to go. We're working on it. We're walking <laughs> ourselves home, I believe. <laughs> yeah. yeah. No. Oh, yeah. If you would like to download a free beginner self-recognition guided meditation audio to start your journey of healing and freeing yourself from the inside out, see the link in the description or go to selfintelligence.com. Home is the the tagline, like walking yes. yourself home, coming home. What does that really look yes. like? Um, when, yeah. so, something simple I'd like to put from the perspective that self-intelligence comes from which is if you are either in the fight or flight mode which is the victim perpetrator mode there is this capacity to witness both of these modes so if you have the capacity to witness both of these modes then you're not either of those modes because you cannot claim to be the victim if in the next second you can be the perpetrator, you cannot claim to be the perpetrator if the next second you can be the victim. But there is yes. this witnessing presence that says yes. and could say to your therapist, today I'm in the victim mode, like that's where I'm feeling, that's where I'm at, you know, that I'm in the storm of the victim. In the next mode, I'm in the storm of the, the perpetrator. And it's like, yes. okay, there's not actually a lot that can be done about any of that. When, when, because when we talk about the inner child work from the perspective I am speaking to it, and this is where it's important because you can talk about these things black and blue all day long, and it will provide a certain degree of awareness, but the identity still gets caught up in those things. And, yes. and the realization, because you said this way back in this conversation, you said when we separated, the question was, Who am I? You see, that was the question. I didn't know who I am now because I knew who I was in respect to this role as wife and everything going on and and someone to blame. That was part of my, you know, safety as well. Um, a lot of people won't, a lot of people won't separate from their partner principally because they're afraid they won't have anyone else to blame. It's like, how, how do I deal with, if I'm just dealing with myself, I won't be able to cope with that. I, at least at least I can blame this idiot who keeps doing the wrong things and I can, you know, judge them for that and everyone around me yeah. tells me it's justified that I can judge them for that. But if I'm just on my own, then, yes. oh my gosh, so who am I? Okay, you are not the inner child because you're the witness of the inner child. Yes. So you are you are stepping you are you are further back than the inner child, yes. Otherwise, yes. you wouldn't be able to claim it. You wouldn't be able to say that it's the inner child. So the inner child work is simply to be its witness. Now, when you say love heals, right? Love heals because that's absolutely true. The witness is the vibration of love. So yes. if you if you're prepared to remove your attention from the story which perpetuates the role and the identity you become yes. the witness which is the vibration of love which heals the story right and now yeah your interaction with the moment is is freed up of that baggage naturally and yes. so all of a sudden your partner might say You've changed. Like, what's happened? Like, I, I, like something feels different, or they feel more available to you, or they feel like they can give to you. Because when you're in war, you cannot receive, as you said, right? And all of a sudden, they can start giving to you because you're, you're like, and then you think they have changed. It's like, oh, look at all the amazing gifts my this love is giving me now that they were so held back. It's like, no, you're just in a state of receiving now, so they can offer you that. You see, so yes. any any inner work is the work of removing that which um, takes you out of the vibration of your natural state, which is is love as a vibration and not the love of something because that love is unconditional. It's not the love you give to your partner. It's not the love to you give to your kids. It's, this is, it's, it's, not, it's not that type of love. It is fundamental to our witnessing nature. And yes. that, that piece there... I have found 
in many of the, the, the so-called work that goes around doesn't necessarily get the focus because it's all over. If you, if you accept that in, there is no story now. They, literally, it has ended. Whereas yes. the ego goes, yeah, yeah, okay, I'm on board. Let's do this whole naming stuff. Like I'll call myself an anxious avoidant and I'll call you a da-da-da and I'll call my inner child a traumatized and I'll call da-da-da. And it's like the ego goes, oh, this is great. These are so many things that I can kind of get in on and kind of juicy with because – Yes. It is it is important that we can identify those things, but for the reason that you disidentify with them, not that you become more identified with them, you see. And that 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 piece there is what's extremely rare. Yes. Because the person goes into the therapy room going, You're gonna fix me the person, right? You're gonna fix my inner child, you're gonna do this thing. And actually, what's actually happening, if healing is truly happening, is the person that went in is not going to make it out. The person that starts the journey does not finish the journey. Yes? Yes. And yeah, that's it. And so you were talking a bit earlier how there's a lot of this relationship stuff going on, but somehow the tendrils of of covert blame and judgment can still creep into the conversation right and yes. and i have simple processes for that for example anyone here anyone who's listening to this who's done so like say couple counseling or coaching or whatever the thing is right whenever you hear the word should and shouldn't in any sentence provided to you as part of that growth process or learning process or whatever you know that behind that is judgment that is very um, covert and very justified. Can you only imagine like how justifiable the judgments would be and reasonable the judgments would be that your partner should do this and that and the other thing? It'd be like, of course they should. I mean, you take it as a fact. Not, not realizing that is the reason the war exists right there and so yes there's then already i'm not going down the path of that shouldn't shouldn't not because of any other reason than it's false and i've got to rebel against it now and then you get the polarity and then you get and the war just continues absolutely and it's like well but if i got rid of the shouldn't shouldn't then i wouldn't exist it's like yes that's the point and not that you wouldn't exist, the false version of yourself, which is the past, right, yes. Yes. would not exist. And relationships are there to ensure that whenever you think you're done, whenever you think you've discovered yourself or whatever the case, and yeah, yeah. They, they're there to make sure that whatever leftover fears and what you haven't let go of and everything bubble up, right? They, they ensure that will take place, you know, and you recently called me, you recently called me and said, look, I've noticed some, I love the word you use. You said edginess. Yeah. Edginess yeah. is perfect because if we go into the witnessing state right now, if you were to witness your breath or if you were to witness the thoughts in your mind or anything like that, the second that you do that and recognize the true place that you reside, there's no edge. There's no edge. You have no edge because you are shapeless. Yes? Yes. Yes. But the person inside is a shape and it takes this shape. And life, life reacts to the shape that you take inside. And it usually does it yes. as the opposite. So if you're being the, the shape of the adult and you're taking all the responsibility, the other will take the shape of being a child and not taking responsibility. Yes. That's, that's how <laughs> that's, it just works like this. Unless they're conscious enough where they won't take shape with you and they will let that, that what they do is they actually, they dissolve and then you are left on your own with your own shape that is hurting yourself. Yes. You see? 
Yes. But one of the greatest fears we have is being alone. So instead of going, I won't take shape, we go, I'll, I'll take shape and we can go to war together. At least we're not alone. At least we're yes. together. You see? And, 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 and so that's actually, the war comes from fear. I, I think everybody has to be clear about that. It's not it's not a war that comes from any heinous like place. It's literally just fear. And mostly the fear of being alone. Yes, definitely. <clears throat> when and and then when people do things that trigger you in the way that it's like, if you keep doing that, we're not going to be able to continue this, then the fear of aloneness is there. So then the shape comes in to try to control behavior and what people are doing to get them to make sure that you're not alone. But of course, what you're presenting seems so reasonable. Like you should do this. Of course, you should do. This. And it's like no, 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 no. That that is the that is the war. But okay, so something so simple like that. Notice any time the should or shouldn't enters your domain that you believe it to be true. Just notice any time that that happens, and it's like, oh God, I'm doing that constantly. You know, like that, that that's a tough pill to swallow, isn't it? To see this. Absolutely. Yeah. Mm. I think, I don't know, but would, would it be like um, we're programmed from past conditioning to believe that we are these roles or these shapes um, and and it's not until that role dissolves or get taken off you like the wife role, and then yes. I'm left with, well, what do I do now? And a big piece of my puzzle was I would tend to hide behind someone or in little stories somewhere where I didn't have to be seen or be, you know, feel more of who I am. I'll, I'll sort of be under somebody else's um, mm. world and... So when that role got taken away, um, you know, there was a whole dissolving of shape and form and, well, who am I now that I'm not playing this role? Whereas that's the distraction. Hmm. It's like I thought something was taken away, but it was actually a huge gift because that got yes. taken off me. I had nowhere to hide or no distraction playing a role, I then had to come back and um, revisit far out what just happened and what did I do to create that and how can I, how can I, come, what, what's here now? And what I learned is that I was, you know, there's a lot of distraction and noise that we can go on with and stories to keep us from just being, being. And we will use those stories and those distractions over and over and we will be right and we will hang in and we will hold on to them and we'll still blame the person when they're not there two years later and we'll still have the story playing out. But it's like two years has passed and you're still ruminating over something that, isn't even here and the effect on other people when you're doing that mm. it's it's yeah. fascinating to me and that's the human <clears throat> condition and I still have I'm not perfect I'm still a work in progress you know through the marriage breakthrough I realized that I was never happy in myself really didn't matter who I was with I actually was never just happy in me and I was always creating fires outside of me to stir drama. So the beautiful thing was I, I came right in and then created the Lightworkers Cottage and that was an amazing healing time in my life again to have, you know, but to, to do business in a way that was um, coming from a whole different perspective, coming from love and service and I've always done service but this was different again and just to be in that flow of service and in a grounded way to 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 be a part of that um and I didn't the other thing I got to was I never wanted to treat another human being like that again 
like by me not being able to receive love, like the effect on others. And like I said, I'm not perfect at it at all. There is no perfect. I'm still a work in progress. But least now I can say I'm in a loving relationship that I can receive and give and receive. It's not like there's this push-pull. I mean, we have moments, but it's not like I just look at it now and think who I was back there and who I am now, and I think I would never be where I am today if that didn't happen. Mm. And people said, people would say, you've married the wrong person. Oh, he wasn't right for you. You married the wrong. And I said, no, I actually married the perfect person because he had the courage to stand up to my ego and say, I'm not doing this with you anymore. See you later. And that was the gift. But most of the time, and especially today, I notice when or I observe, when we feel abandoned or rejected, if we don't have willingness to see that this is a doorway for our growth to have a much better life, like if there's no willingness, there's just going to be the victim recreated, recreated, or the perpetrator the victim or the perpetrator, over and over. And it becomes quite boring, I think. There's it's, so much it's, more. It's not a way to honour life. No. Self. Yeah. There's so much more. Which, yeah, exactly. Yeah. But it does take willingness. That, I think, is the word. If you don't have willingness, then... It's like, I want to give up smoking, I want to give up smoking, I want to give up smoking. But if you're truly not willing, don't even say it. Enjoy the cigarette or enjoy <laughs> whatever it is and let yourself have it. And then the day will come where you'll say, I'm ready to let it go. That's how I see it. Yeah. Yeah, thank you for for that. That's definitely the the conversation that, I, that spurred this whole thing was I'm so moved by your willingness and – my experience felt like that. Yeah, it's like different relationships will kind of get to a point of willingness, it seems. And it's just like yes. there's this like, no, nah, I'm not willing to go beyond this point here. I'm not willing to let go of myself to this degree. I'm going to hold on to that, keep that. And there's a realisation that that being in your life is the reflection of you, but they do it differently. They just do yes. it differently, but it's the same. It's and and if mm. the, the the there's something that talking about willingness, right? When in my separation, what made true sense in my heart for what was to honor the relationship and to honor myself and to honor the journey and the gift that I was given with this beautiful being that yes. had its time was I just sat and wrote the most sincere apology mm. for what mm. I could see is what I brought to this situation. And this apology had nothing to do with them receiving it, liking it, acknowledging it, nothing. I could, I may, I didn't even need to show them it. Okay. Yes. But it was yes. to take responsibility for myself. And because res because a, a true apology isn't about who's right and wrong. A true no. apology is just someone who wants to come back home. Yes. Right? Yeah. To their heart, to their heart vibration. Because when you are sincere in your yeah. apology, you are free. You are free. Yes. It doesn't matter what anyone else does. And so I would advise anyone right now who's listening to this, who's in a relationship where there's triggers and challenges going on and just like, yeah, I want to do the inner work and I, I want to start that process. I would start with a sincere apology and there will be this like, no way. Are you kidding me? You have no idea what this asshole has done. They have gambled our money away. They've lost the house. They've been abusive to my kids. They've da da. 
how the hell are you? This what I'm just saying right now is massively triggering, right, to the ego. Yeah. But what it's giving you, what it's what it's showing is how willing are you to see? How willing are you to see that that was a reflection? Right. Because until you see that, until you see that, like you said, that you will you remain the victim, and then you will remain the perpetrator. And if you are a perpetrator and a victim, you'll be stuck in the vibration of shame. And the vibration yes. of shame is a very, like, it's not where anyone wants to be. It's essentially hell. It's hell on earth yeah. is to be stuck in the vibration of shame, right? Because every move that you make is crippled by your own self-judgments and judgments towards others and it's a very restricted, like you've got a stray jacket on you. Yeah. So mm-hmm. apology, I call it apology medicine. Mm. Yeah. So anytime, anytime, this is, this, I do this with everything. Anytime that I meet life with my mind and not my heart, there's an apology. Anytime. <laughs> That's beautiful. Right. Because I'm coming from fear. I've lost myself. Yes. That is not who I am. I'm not that. So the apology is to come back home to myself where I'm, where, where I'm truly supported, you see. And it's that willingness, like an instant, oh, I'm meeting life in my mind. Apologize. This is what it is. This is my should. This is my self-righteousness. This is my entitlement piece. This is where I'm taking ownership. This is where I think I deserve. This is da 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 da. This is where I've reduced the whole of this experience of this universal moment into a reduction of my personal preferences. I've done all of that. I have eclipsed the whole gift here to some delusion in my mind. Apology, apology, apology. <laughs> and not because you're wrong. Yeah. You know. No. That's, that's it too. The wrong and the right just keeps yeah, it's not- in a fight. It's it's apology yes, from yeah. the heart, and and yes. it's almost it, that's taking responsibility. I think in what you're saying, yes, that's yeah. the willingness yes. to say because who's going to do it first? Yes, like really, Chris, yes. who's gonna who's gonna own or take the self responsibility first? Or, or have the apology first. Yes. Because that stubborn part is war. It's We're still in war and we're all talking about oneness and living mm. together and, mm. you know, working together. It's all community and family and oneness. But I, I feel like until we do the self-responsibility or be responsive to the self first, that is key. And the other thing I say to myself is, can I take 100% responsibility for my 50% of any transaction in any relationship, whether it's friends, partner, family? Um, can I take that 100% responsibility for my part? Not, well, I'll take 50 and you take 50. It's like fully show up and take 100% for what I've done to that person. Hmm. That's... What you're talking about, that's the apology. Yeah. That's the, the, the yeah, the self-responsibility. I just, to me, that's another key because it's always easier to, to go out and blame for me. The mind will always want to see it in someone else. But can we say, hey, why is that person reacting to me like that? What am I creating in this, in this piece? If you would like to discover who you really are beyond the voice in your head, and emotional states that cause relationship drama, stress, health issues, procrastination, sabotage, addictions, essentially all the drama and personal problems you can think of, come and join me for the Wake Up Experience, which is the first step in freeing yourself from the inside out. See the link in the description for more details. 100%. Bob, thank you for, for bringing this willingness piece because there'll be plenty of people feeling the call right? Feeling the call to go like, I'm going to take that jump first. I'm not waiting anymore. I'm not waiting for the world to wake yeah. up. I'm not waiting for people to get better. I'm not waiting for the world to meet the images in my mind and what I think it should and shouldn't be because it doesn't do it. No matter how much I think it should, it does not show up the way I think it should. So clearly I've got to do the work 
And I encourage whoever is listening, who is feeling that way to reach out to people. Barb does sessions, for example, um, you know, one-on-one sessions and get offers the same support that you got once upon a time. And I offer, you know, yeah. And there's, there's that all the support that you could ever imagine is just waiting to, to gift you, um, to, to, to offer you this journey from the head to the heart. So yes. And this is what I say to people is I'm just here to walk beside you to help you remember what you already know. Like this stuff, and I think you you were showing us that in these podcasts. It's like we're we're all the same. At the end of the day, we've all got a lot of the same programs or stories or guilt, shame, um, the inner fight, projection, victim. So it's like we're just all here here to you know. Well, I'm here to to support people just to awaken and remember in your own way, in your own pace, and um, and to to be able to receive and have more love and more joy um, in your life rather than conflict and trauma and all the other things. Yeah. It's time. I believe we're here now to to do this work. So, yeah. Absolutely. There's been no better time um, than the present. There's no time like the present. All right. Well, thank you. Yeah. And I'll thank surely have you on again at some point to to tune in and have a chat wherever it naturally arises and just be a reminder. Um, and yes, <laughs> thank you so much. Thank you for listening to this episode. If you got value out of this, please share it so that other people can benefit also. If you are fed up with the drama, overwhelm or suffering going on in your life, and you would like expert guidance and support tailored to your situation, come and be a guest on the Self-Intelligence Podcast. Don't go another day confused how to address the challenges you are facing. If you want to be a guest, go to the link in the description below. And for more information about self-intelligence, including joining my next wake-up experience or detailed information about my self-intelligence course, go to selfintelligence.com. 